0: Instead of restricting myself, because it went from $300 a week to $600 a week, I was like, what if I just figured out a way to meet myself where I'm now operating? And I started to invite more money in that way. And I set my systems and my
1: structures around that. Hello, my love, and welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous community, Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life, and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast Co. They have just released a self paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step by step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Anita, money mindset coach, money queen. Welcome to the boldly courageous podcast. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for our conversation. Um, I know that you and your magic are just going to unlock so many people when it comes to money and probably relationships. Um, And what I love about you is your creativity. You are one of the most creative and expressive and funny people that I have had the pleasure of getting to know and following your journey to um, being a content creator on TikTok and you know, all the social medias, but really leaning into your gifts and like shifting from makeup mentor to money mindset and like letting your creativity come out this way has been such a gift to witness. And it inspires me to be more playful and fun and creative. So I just, I adore you and I'm so grateful for you being here.
0: Oh, my heart is exploding right now. I'm genuinely so excited. Um, and it's just such a full circle moment for me because you are such a huge part of my story. Like, I just always have visions of back when we were at that dinner, you and me talking. It's like everything that you said, even some things that I was conscious of, like when you said it, it clicked and it just confirmed so much for me. So you and Sandy, like when I are I just get so jazzed up, and you know, everybody says you know, you're so excited and you're so happy all the time. I'm like, you don't understand, like, I'm not like this all the time. I'm just genuinely excited to be talking to you and whoever, you know, says that. So thank you. You're welcome.
1: I want to talk more about the genuine excitement component, because Mm. I know that's a big part of manifestation and we'll kind of dive into, into that. But the first question I ask everyone that comes on the show is what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently?
0: Oh, recently. Oh, definitely moving to New York city. Um, it is so, it was such a challenging experience, like physically getting here. And I just hate moving, Have negative beliefs about moving and (laughs) breaking them slowly, but physically very hard.
1: You gave up this like beautiful high rise San Diego bougie apartment. I was gonna say hotel apartment that you manifested. Like this was like your dream to move to New York. What prompted that? We haven't talked about this. So like what prompted this big, cause this was a big move. I was like shocked. I was like, you're what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually that apartment that I was living in was inspired by you. I love your apartment and when you post it, so please post it more. (laughs) I get so giddy and excited, but, um, so actually it's always been part of the plan. I originally got out of the military And I was going to stay, I actually was going to move to Denver and I didn't end up moving to Denver because the military wasn't getting paid for my school. So I ended up going to Virginia with my twin sister and then she got signed to go to San Diego. So that's why I went to San Diego and she got out of the military early. And I was originally going to go when she got out, but it was a year early and I was like, well, I don't want to move just yet. You know, it was like January. And I want to stay in San Diego, maybe just for like six months. So that's why I signed that apartment for six months. And then I just followed through with my decision to move here. And I just kept going. It it was not hard, but it was also like, I think I just had a lot of moments where I stopped and I was like, wait, I don't have to move, but I'm moving. You know, it felt like a lot of that.
1: And what's been kind of the biggest uh, lesson you've learned since being in New York?
0: oh my gosh chills in my legs just everybody out here is truly expressing themselves at the highest frequency and when I moved here even just because I'm at an Airbnb right now and even that is a huge story um but there's a little sign on the fridge that said everything is working out and it's going to be okay and if it doesn't work out it's still going to be okay i know and that was just like everything i really embraced physically moving like challenges no sleep physic like you're so go 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 and move 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 and that it's like hard to sit still mm-hmm. and pulling away from work like so when i read that i just started crying i was like wow that's like exactly what i was like meant to see in that moment
1: I feel like God speaks to me through Instagram memes all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love. Memes. But now love- I'm like paying attention to it in other places, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to back up for a moment because people who are just coming into your world right now might see you as this like fun, creative, outgoing woman that talks a lot about money and how to attract it, but that hasn't always been your story, right? Mm-hmm. So can you go back to maybe a time when Money was a struggle for you, and what would, what were some of the journeys? Like, what's the journey been to get to where you are today?
0: Yeah, that, this is part of the. Um, so, I did a workshop the other day, and I have it linked free for everybody who's listening. But I, I have these visuals where um, it was my. You're seeing the post-breakup version of myself, and you're seeing how I had to release people, places, and things mm-hmm. in order to get. To where I am, where I I can truly express myself and feel safe expressing myself, whether I'm really happy or I'm really sad or emotions are just coming up. So, my first date version of me, which is my uh, (laughs) past version of my relationship with money, it was just, I would say, the lack of communication. So, everything that I will explain with money, I'll kind of give it examples as if it's money is a person, money is a relationship. Um, It's my boo thing, my sugar daddy. And I just had no communication. Like I was very scared to look at my money. I was very scared to talk about money. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have a lot of, I didn't follow through with a lot of commitments that I made with money. So that manifested as my bank accounts always being negative. You know, my credit score was low. It's like, even when I had money, I still didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. And I just got to this point where like, I don't physically understand how I can be working so hard and yeah. be exactly where I left off. And that's when I started to become conscious of, oh, it's because, of the deep-rooted subconscious beliefs that I have about money, which was again leading to my actions, which are more powerful than your affirmations. And there was just so much where I just had to. Um, for me personally, I had to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in a space where I don't want to learn the hard way anymore. So yeah, I guess that's kind of my previous relationship <laughs> with money. Hmm.
1: I think a lot of people can relate to that. I know that I can certainly relate to that as well. And it's, it's, um, this tendency to want to like, just pull the covers over our eyes and just ignore it. And, Mm. and so how, how did you start to shift that? Because I would imagine, I know for me, like I would get so much anxiety, I would Mm. be in such a good mood. And then I would look at my bank accounts and like Mm. balance my checkbook back in the day when we had checkbooks or, you know, balance my bank account. And I would feel so deflated And so disempowered. So for the person that's listening, being like, that's great. But like, I don't know how I'll ever get ahead. Like I'm, I relate to you. Like I'm working so hard. I live paycheck to paycheck. Like there's just, it doesn't happen for people like me. Like what were some of the things that you did? What was the first step? I mean, I know you said you brought awareness, but like then what?
0: Yeah. So the first thing I would say to, again, my younger self and everyone who's in that position right now is one, validate all of your feelings. That is so true, right? You are like, if you're in a place where it's like, gosh, like it seems like the world is against me Mm -hmm. and there's this and there's that. It's like when you're in the outside looking in and you can really see what somebody's going through, you're like, wow, like that's a lot. And then we forget to do that. But at the same time if if you're not that person who is validating that and saying, "Hey, you know what? there's that, and there's this, my tire is flat, you know, and then I got an unexpected bill, and now you know, there was a charge that came out on my account that I wasn't expecting, like validate that because one, you're really gonna be able to not have to look out f- for external validation anymore um, and then two, you also have to be the person to step back and say okay, I can either choose to keep looking at it this way, or I can make a conscious decision to shift the stories that I've been telling myself. So for example, um, I I genuinely get so excited when people tell me that it's like, ah, this happened and that happened and this happened, because I know that that is a sign that something just as equal energy positive is on the way, if not better, but uh, the, the more that you can conscious and aware of it and catch it, uh, the more they can flip the story. So again, if I'm telling myself that I cannot have, do, or achieve something, it's lowering my vibration. So going back to an example of, I don't have enough for this unexpected bill, right? So maybe you don't physically have the money right now, mm-hmm. but you can communicate and really look at, well, what, what would I usually do if something happened like that? I would ignore it and pretend I didn't see it. I would just tell them I don't have enough. Like for me personally, I would go links to make sure that they did not try to get it and take it from my account. Cause I was so scared that they would take money that I wasn't expecting to come out. And then all I did was start to flip it and say, okay, what if I just believe that I did have enough, that the money's already here. Right. And, what would I be doing? So I would contact the company, be super vulnerable too. I'd be like, hey, you know what? This is unexpected. I didn't know this was gonna happen. This is really hard for me to make this phone call. I am so vulnerable with them. And you have no idea that alone mm-hmm. on a practical level, people are gonna understand and they they know they have things set up specifically for that. And then two, energetically, you're breaking the cycle Mm -hmm. and what would happen is just the most like magnificent things. Like I'm telling you like bills that I didn't, I thought I had to pay would, I don't know, something would happen where maybe it's 10 times less than what I thought it was going to be. Oh, you got a special waiver. So that's already paid. You don't have to worry about that. Or I would get a random check in the mail, like just one thing after another. And I just realized that I was breaking the cycle. And what I would usually do and making the conscious decision to tell myself what I can't do.
1: Mm. And that's what
0: really kind of opened up space and allowed me to operate at a whole new frequency.
1: This is really good. So what I'm hearing is you shifted from that feeling of being disempowered. Like I can't do anything about this. I don't have the money. I can't pay it. I can't do anything to, being, and and that's very like reactionary. Like that's very like the world is happening to me. And it sounds like what you did was you made a decision to say the world happens for me
0: mm-hmm. and
1: to be more proactive in your communication to say, okay, I might not have the money right now, but what can I do? I can look at it. I can change my story around it. I can neutralize my energy. I can make a phone call, but I know there's a whole nother component to that because I've been through this and it's being open to receive Mm. miracles, right? Like, can I be open to receive a miracle? So I would love for you to talk about what has been, um, and I want to go deeper into the manifestation stuff, but I'm just curious. This is like a question that just popped up in my head. What has been one of the most mind-blowing money miracles that has happened to you like recently that you can think of? Recent- like something where you're like, it was so unexpected. and You just manifested something so completely out of the blue. You're like, I can't even believe this just happened.
0: Oh gosh, this is hard. This is hard. Okay. Okay. Well, and that's not- one of, It doesn't have to be
1: recent. Maybe it's just like one of your favorites.
0: Actually. Okay. I was celebrating this yesterday. Um, so I had a launch this past month on, on like the first or the end of August. And I had a specific goal for it. And I had this download where, well, let me back up a little bit. I was in a position where I needed to make more money. And again, going back to unexpected bills and unexpected like payments and stuff like that, like, again, I used to get so much in the victim mentality, but now I'm like, oh, well, this is a sign that I'm being called to create more. So long story short, I had this download um, to not third-party funding. I know we've talked about third-party funding, um, but there's this thing, it's called Affirm, and I use it when I go shopping. And I didn't realize that I could use that for my programs. And I was genuinely so excited about that. So anyway, when I was on my, I did my launch, it was so good, had people signing up. And then that night at midnight, for some reason, Affirm stopped working. Hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, darn it. And I was like trying to, I'm like forcing it. I'm like communication with the things like, why isn't it working? Whatever. And fast forward a couple of weeks later, one, now I see why it didn't, it stopped working on an energetic level because it influenced my decisions at that specific time. And now I'm working on different projects that are higher frequency. Again, I'm still operating as if unexpected bills coming but yesterday i like two weeks later the communication people got back to me and said it's working again and so even though it's not physical money manifested i just felt like a million dollars i was like oh my gosh like i just felt like that was all the proof that i needed to know that the decision that i made was the right one mm. And yeah, so I think I get genuinely more excited when little things click like that. Yeah. Because it was just confirmation that that download that I had worked. And (laughs) so, yeah, I'm like so excited about that. And I was just buzzing yesterday.
1: That is so fun. So you mentioned something about like confirmation, right? And it sounded like in your story, there's a moment of pause. Hmm how do you navigate that because you know when we we hear about manifestation and it's like oh just um you know match your just be think positive thoughts and just be happy and and you know all that and and it will come it will come it will come but like how long is long like how long is too long to wait for something to show up like how do you navigate like patience i guess is my question like when it comes to manifesting money because really? like I would imagine there's people that are listening that are like, that's great. But like my bill is due tomorrow and I've been trying to manifest this money for a month and it's still not here. And I have one day left. Like, how do you, or maybe the bill was due yesterday. It's already like past due. How do you stay in the energy of like, it's coming?
0: Oh, chills. Okay. This is what I talk about in that workshop too, especially with relationships, um, especially when it's urgent. So one thing that I like to really communicate is that the money that you are consciously creating is already here. Like it's already here and it's not that you have to find it. It's just that like when that download comes, it may take a, it may take a day, an hour, a week or whatever, a month, but when it comes move, maybe that's a manifesting generator in me. But for me personally, I've seen that a lot in like a lot of my clients. So Um, To really just pay attention and the more quiet that you can be, whether you're meditating, going for a walk, reading a book, having conversations with friends, like it just, boom, it like hits you out of nowhere. So when it comes to patience, um, like the reason why we get so like, especially when it comes to money, when things are due is because something is at risk. So what I actually tell my clients and when I, my new verbiage around staying positive, is actually the opposite. Don't stay positive, stay neutral. Mm. And so what you want to do is to really get clear on what are you telling yourself will happen if you don't pay that bill. And so using rent as an example, because that's like the number one thing that most people stress out and why they don't actually start businesses, by the way, because what if I don't have enough money for rent? (laughs) So again, I actually tell my clients to go down that rabbit hole. I say, okay, well, let's say you miss first month's rent. Okay. Let's say you get an eviction notice. Okay. Let's say you, now you have to move with your parents. Okay. Now you you're living with your parents. I don't know. They kick you out. Now you're on the streets. Now you're on the streets and you don't have food. And then if you don't have food, then you'll die because that's, what's actually happening in your mind. And why our nervous system is freaking out and going local crazy is because our ego is telling us that we're at risk. And so I actually have my clients go down that rabbit hole and not go down the rabbit hole and say like, okay, well, if I, most people get to the parents part, Mm -hmm. which that alone, Melissa, I'm like, I think it breaks my heart seeing so many people see that as a failure.
1: Mm.
0: And it just hurts to see, like, you have parents that you can stay with, you know? And I think like a lot of people take that for granted. And I think society has programmed us to believe that, If you're living with your parents and you're failing and it's like, (laughs) like one, you have parents two, they would do that for you. Mm -hmm. Three, you're not going to get that time back. You know, that's intimate time that you're like, so anyway, most people get there with their parents, but what I've kind of seen in the patterns lately is that, well, if I live with my parents, what's actually going to come up, right? What are you going to feel if you're back in that environment? So yes, maybe feeling failure and feeling societies, but what's really going to come up, right. Especially if it's your childhood home, you're being around family and this triggers you um, like feeling is the number one way that you can release that resistance. And so I've been staying, not staying away, but like, I've been really directing all my time and energy to feeling whatever it is I'm trying to avoid opposed to staying positive because once you feel whatever it is that you're trying to avoid like you're literally just sitting down and just feeling it's uncomfortable your heart is racing your hands are sweaty you know um and it sometimes it lasts 10 seconds sometimes it lasts longer but you your vibration automatically raises to a positive once it's gone mm-hmm. so um That what that's what I would tell people if they do have that money and really focus on failing. Again, the money you're manifesting is already here. Look at your resources and be grateful for your resources because a lot of times we're telling ourselves, "Well, I can't go into my savings because that's savings, right?" But like whatever is coming up for you, trust it. Okay, (laughs) so that's what I always tell myself and my clients.
1: I've been playing with this mantra lately that I'm a well-resourced woman. Like this is, Ooh. I have an affirmation on my phone that I listen to in the morning. And I think that what you just said is so beautiful because it's like, we think that the only resource that we have available is money. Mm. And so I've, I've done this exercise myself where like, similarly to what you're saying is like, if I have a bill that's due and I don't, you know, I I don't have the money to pay for it or whatever, I'll write down all the ways. I could create money and like rank them from like easiest to like, this feels like dying and like asking my family for money would feel like awful. Like it'd be like the worst thing or a friend for money. Like, even though on the other side of it, of course, as a friend, you would want to help someone. It's like it, to go back to your point about like moving in with your family, it feels like the rock bottom, the worst case scenario, but how, what a beautiful way to be so resourced. Mm, Right. Yeah. So recognizing that we're resource and and I love how you shared like going into the feeling because I feel like most people the it's not really the worst case scenario it's the fear of Mm. the worst case scenario Mm. but once you actually get into it and you and you've shown some light on the feeling it kind of neutral you're not afraid of that feeling anymore so that's kind of what I'm hearing you say is you're. You're acclimating your nervous system to I'm here and now what do I do about it? And going back to your earlier point of, okay, I'm not reacting to this. I get to be proactive and say, what is what is my intention? Like I remember back um in 2012 when I lost my job. I was in so much debt and I had creditors calling and all that. And the old version of me would just ignore them and like delete their, you know, like block them and whatever, I'd be like, you have the wrong number. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Oh my gosh, this is a really funny story. Side note, I'm in a tangent here. But um, when I was in college, we we had a house phone, my roommates and I. And I had this care credit account from my dog um from the vet. And it was only like a couple hundred bucks, but I didn't pay it. It was late. And they kept calling the house. And my roommate answered and they were like, Can I speak with, you know, Melissa? And she starts pretending to cry. She's like, I'm sorry, she's she died. And then <laughs> they, she didn't tell me this until like a couple months later. And on my credit, it showed that I was like, this account was like marked as deceased that I had died. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) it was really funny. Anyway. So don't ignore your phone calls and a moral of the story, but anyway, so I, I recognized that this was temporary Mm. that, um, I wasn't, Working. I was on unemployment, but I was, I had a plan. I was building my network marketing business. And I knew, even though this was my current circumstance, that it was temporary. Mm -hmm. Everything's temporary. Mm -hmm. And so I called them and I said, I have every intention of paying this back in full. I don't want to settle. I don't want to negotiate. I just can't do it right now. And just like, to your point, having that conversation helped me feel like, even though in some way I felt powerless about my financial situation in the moment, it gave me a sense of power over my Mm. choices. Like I could choose to ignore this. It's not going to go away. Or I could be a woman who faces her opportunities head on. Right.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I love these stories, by the way. I have a million of them that I need to share, but um, I kind of wanted to go back to this point of feeling the fear.
1: Yeah.
0: So I was really excited to share this and I was on my way to Ohio for Lewis house summit and I was like, okay, well, I, I want to break up the trip a little bit and I want to just kind of disassociate. I just want to get out. I don't want to be around a lot of people. So Monday was my birthday. Tuesday was the day I wanted to go to the cabin. So I found this cabin on Airbnb and I looked at it and I was like, oh yeah, it looks nice. And then I seen it was like way out in the boonies and I was like, oh man, never mind." I don't know if you know this about me, but I actually listen to a lot of true crime. <laughs> yeah. Which like, I love true, it. And I, I mean, crime I don't love
1: podcast it. in the making right here.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, it's funny. Cause I'm manifestation coach. And I don't know. I feel like people get shook when I, it's the psychology of it that I really like to listen to. Yeah. But anyway, so I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. And then it came up in my meditation. So I was like, so I'm looking at it. I'm scared all over again. And I was like, I just know that I have to do this. So I booked it. (laughs) Melissa, when I tell you, I was so scared. And when I pulled up to this place, I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. There's like a barn. There's a couple houses. You know, it's not that far out. Um, And then I was like, oh, wait. It's back here a little bit more. So I'm driving and a little bit further, a little bit further. It was the last house on the left, which is like so scary because every scary movie, every scary book is like the last house on the left. There was no cell phone reception. And um, I was all by myself. And I was like, okay, I know this sounds crazy, but I just know I have to do this. So I got in the cabin and it was like, I'd be like, okay, let me make sure nobody's in here. Let me make sure, I don't know. I just had every single fear, true crime, every true crime story I ever listened to, every scary movie I ever watched, every paranormal fear I've ever had. I just kept getting this fear and then I would feel it and then I'd come back and then I'd start writing and I'd read and then I'd feel it again and I'd come back and I just kept, feeling the fear. And I think that's why my guides are telling me to go there and just really feel, 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 feel. And I was in this beautiful tub, which I'm going to post it. It's so beautiful. And I was, there's a book about love right next to me. And all I could feel was fear, like literally shaking and like trying to breathe. And, and I just kept feeling that. And I'm just so proud of myself for doing that because I just broke a lot of society's beliefs. I don't know if I'll do it again, but <laughs> again, it's like society's beliefs of what is possible for us or what we should, you know, you're female, Anita, you're by yourself, Anita, you don't have cell phones, like those are all other people's beliefs. And I was again at peace. If something happened to me, <laughs> you know, I just felt like I just really needed to do this and feel that. And now I just have that proof for my subconscious mind. And then two, like sharing that experience with other people.
1: Yeah. It neutralizes it to go back to your earlier point, right? It's so interesting because I hear that. And I'm like, that sounds blissful. No cell phone or service, nobody to bother me. Like I'm out in the middle of the woods. How peaceful, right? right? That's gonna be so beautiful. Uh so it's interesting, right? So um, facts and stories. We all have our an opportunity to rewrite a new story. So when it comes to uh, money manifestation, what are some of maybe the, the top two or three, we'll call the mistakes that people make when it comes to trying to manifest more money into their life? Um,
0: I guess the top one is that's coming up for me right now. I guess manifesting money in their business is what comes up. Like a lot of people have this attachment that if I make money in my business, that means that I'm worthy, especially if you're just now starting it or even if you're in it, like when you're in it, you know, but I think for like that first, maybe couple months, almost a year, I was so attached to making money in my business because it meant something about me. Mm. So what would happen is that like, I want to make money in my business. I don't have money in my business. So I'm looking for all these resources to make money in my business. But subconsciously, I actually didn't want to. And then two, um, I was actually scared if I did make the money. I was more scared if I did make the money. So again, when I didn't make money, it meant something about me. That means I'm a failure. That means I'm not good. So I guess what I'm getting at here is they suffocate the money. It has to come to me through my business, through the sales, through this launch. Um. And then the second thing I would say that most people, I guess, struggle with when it comes to money is that I guess a lot of people use the term overspending, but I don't. (laughs) And I'm so opposite. And everyone's like, oh, you're like Dave Ramsey. I was like, no, no, no. Dave Ramsey would hate me, bro. I'm always telling people to get clear on their money motivators. Like if you want to operate at a whole new frequency, you got to start circulating money at a whole new frequency. And when I got super clear on that, like sometimes, you know, thousands of dollars would drop in my bank account and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't do that because I, I just got that money. And I'm like, nope, boom. And then boom, they would come right back and it would be the same cycle over and over again. And it started to get so easy for me to release money, whether it was thousands of dollars or $5 on a pack of gum, which who charges $5 for gum, but it's like, it became more easy. For me to circulate because I, one, did it because it was an exercise, right? It's a skill set, a muscle. And then two, it was um, the belief that every single time that I circulated money, it came right back. So the third one where I'd say people struggle with the most is, I guess, mostly taking action, like waiting for something external to happen before they take action, so going back to the phone calls with whatever, it's like they are when I get 10K followers or 10K a month, there's a lot of subconscious beliefs of 10K a month and $100,000 a month. Um, then I'll start doing X, Y, and Z. So everything that I have manifested in quantum Leapwise has been because I started to really operate as if the money's already here before I knew it was going to come had any proof <laughs> I started to say, okay, if I had the money, what would I do? Well, I would go on this trip. Well, what would I not be doing? Well, I wouldn't be working this late. Well, I wouldn't be working with this specific client anymore. Not client, but like um, contractor business-wise. I probably wouldn't be working with that person. I'd probably get, want to get somebody else that's who's more qualified in this. And so it's like, okay. Like, honestly, you don't need money to do 90% of the things that you you have on that list. And the number one thing that comes up for people when they say, if I had more money, I would just relax. And I'm like, bro, go watch TV, go for a walk. Like, you have no idea. Like, we're missing out on everything because we're waiting for something external to happen before we just tap in.
1: That last one, I think is, has been one of the most powerful lessons for me because there have been moments in my life where I felt like I couldn't do anything because I mm-hmm. didn't have money. Like I would have an idea, like I want to go do this or I want to go do that. And I would be like, but I, 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 like, I can't, that's what I would tell myself. And so I would feel really trapped. Like I would have that feeling of, of being trapped. And that's kind of a downward spiral, right? So you fall into, I have no control. I can't do anything. And then your brain immediately wants to go, well, how do I fix this? And so it's Mm -hmm. like you go into hustle, right? Like you were saying before, Mm -hmm. but if I had all the money, would I be working this way? What would I be doing? How would I be spending my time? What would I be grateful for? And I feel like that last one of is like, so much rises and falls on the joy that you bring into your life and, um, being in the state of gratitude, even, even if the thing that you desire is not here. So if I don't have the money to go on a trip, what would I be doing on the trip?
0: Ooh, like yeah.
1: Relaxing. Like I would go eat really beautiful food or I would go on a walk or I would swim in the ocean. Okay. Well, I can't, I don't have an ocean in front of me right now, but I can go swim in the pool. I can go upstairs with a book that I have on my desk right here. I can make a beautiful meal. That's I have food in my refrigerator. So it's like, for me, it's been recreating moments. Mm -hmm. Like it's the moments that matter the most to me. So how can I take something that is in the, like, would be a manifestation in the future and bring it here now? So I might not be able to get on an airplane and go to Mexico, but mm-hmm. can I create the same thing I would be doing in Mexico? The music, the food, the pool, the book, the suntan, right? The people, the connection, the conversation. So I might not have my best friend sitting next to me, but I can be in my apartment eating a mango, listening to Tropical House and call up my best friend while I'm sitting on the pool deck getting a suntan. Uh Yes. None of those things really cost me anything. I mean, I already have food in my refrigerator. Mm -hmm. So that for me has been like that last part, not waiting and, and being able to bring the emotional experience of having money into the present, even when I don't quote unquote have money for that experience. Yeah. Of like, and it kind of is similar to what you were saying earlier about the phone call right of like, okay, this bill is here. Um, it's kind of like this desire just showed up. This bill just came. well, I Mm. had this desire. Well, I can't, I can't pay this bill. I don't have the money for it. Well, I can't book this trip. I don't have the money for it. Okay. But that's all reactionary. Mm. What can I do? Well, Mm. I can pick up the phone and call the creditor and be honest and be open to receive. Well, I can recreate this experience or Mm -hmm. I'm a well-resourced woman. I can ask for help or I can, what, what can I do to recreate a feeling as if it's already here? And so that for me has been the most like powerful energetic shifter for me of like, in those moments where I'm afraid about being able to pay a bill, or I'm not going to have enough money, or I've been in that, the, those places of judging myself, it's been getting into that frequency of gratitude and being grateful for what I have in the moment of like, there's so much abundance here. Mm. So much abundance. Like I, I had this realization the other day of like, I walk into whole foods and I'm like, I could never eat all these (gasps) vegetables. Mm -hmm. And I go into my closet. I'm like, I could never wear all this at once. Mm. And I look at all the books on my bookshelf. I can't read these all in a day. I can't Mm. absorb all that information. I can't listen to all these podcasts Mm. that I have. I throw food out sometimes because I can't eat it all fat. It's, it's an overflow of food. Mm. So I love that you shared that because that's been kind of my experience as well.
0: Yeah. And I feel like the downloads that we were talking about earlier is like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You can't, you, you don't know because you're so much in that stress energy. And then when you tap into what you just said, you know, you go up to the pool, whatever. And that's when you meet the person exactly who you were supposed to like, that always happens with me. Business relationship wise. Like I remember I was stressed out because this guy did not text me back. And I was like, dang, I really wanted to go to the baseball game. And I was super stressed. I was like, whatever, I'm just going to go hang out at the pool. So I went to the pool, go upstairs and um, I'm hanging out and I see my friend and she introduces me to another beautiful soul who is actually so in tune with me. Um, manifestation coach used to work, work for Tony Robbins and had a really good connection there. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. Anyway, she um my other friends are up on the rooftop and Um, Ivan goes, hey, this is my friend. You know, he just came in from town or whatever. And he's like, do you want to go to the baseball game with us? And I said, no, he didn't. I was like, first off, that's your friend, bro. And we went to the baseball game and it ended up being like me and his friend, like this once in a lifetime date. And it was such a beautiful experience. And I just could not stop laughing because I was just talking about how upset I was. The other guy didn't text me back. And I think we do that with money. Like, like I think we do that with money. I didn't get that opportunity. That didn't happen this way. And then look what manifests. (laughs) Something always better than what you expect or imagine. Even if it is only like something that is like a temporary experience. It's like you were meant to see that that was possible and experience that. And I just believe that people are mirrors. And I think a lot of times we... Like if you see something in someone, is like one, a quality that you have. And then two, when people, like even the introduction that you gave me, I'm like, bro, I had no idea that's what you've seen in me. And now I feel like I can tap in at a whole new level, but yeah, I just wanted to share that. That's what came up for me when you shared that story.
1: Isn't that amazing? And so it's like in that moment you judged, you were like, had this attachment to, Getting to the game in a certain way, and maybe created a story in your mind about this guy and your worthiness, mm. and you know him not seeing you because he wasn't responding. I'm projecting a lot onto you, right? Yeah, now. no, this is, is just like my assumption, right? But then it was, it's like, oh, God has a completely different plan.
0: Yeah, and I didn't have to do anything.
1: That's the crazy part.
0: That was the crazy. Cause I'm so much in my masculine and I was like, I don't want to be in my masculine right now. And look what happened.
1: So let's talk about that for a second. Um, masculine and feminine energy dynamics and how they, um, relate to money and manifestation. Like what has been your experience with that?
0: Oh yes. This is what I actually talk a lot about in my program. 31 days of abundance. Cause I wanted to teach people how to balance the both So <clears throat> I feel like we're just going to keep going back to the experience with the phone call because it's such a good good analogy.
1: It's a really good, there's so many analogies that you can pull from that.
0: (laughs) So the feminine side of that, to me, I would say is like, okay, actually slowing down, taking the time to really see, okay, why am I not doing this? Really looking and being aware. And again, that time where you're slowing down. And then the action, the masculine was making the phone call, feeling the fear and doing it anyway. So I guess for me, the feminine is more of the compassion, the -hmm. purpose, the connection, the just unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And then the masculine is the, I don't want to say, I guess action is part of that. And you can add to this list, but I guess it's a person who is, decision-making you are not competition maybe healthy competition again you're always wanting to be the better version of yourself and you're um i also don't like using the word self-discipline because i just feel like even that word discipline has a lot of subconscious beliefs about it but it's like your commitments you're committing to stuff and you're like really pushing yourself to be the best version of yourself and i feel like when you can have that balance of both is when um one, you're releasing a lot of external attachment. For me personally, I was so much masculine and do, 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 go, go, go. Like I needed my twin sister in order to help me really slow down, look at my numbers. Like she was the only reason why I did that. And now I can see why like one, when she was gone, I had to force myself to be both. And now two, like my sister is the same way. Like she was so analytical she was not very open-minded about stuff or having fun or i can't do that anita i don't have time i'm like no no no. you got time let's just go let's just go have fun and that's when again things would manifest for her when she's having fun or on a trip to loom like i just remember we man. she manifested like six thousand dollars The day before we went to Mexico for our birthday and I was like, I told you, I told you, I told you." she was so nervous to go because of money. And I was like, bro, we are living our best lives and you have to leave room for the magic. You have to leave time for that money to actually, you know, manifest and meet the vibration that you're at.
1: Mm. Well, the feminine is the receive, right? And that's how we receive money. Something that uh, I've been, okay, there's two things. Well, the first thing I want to say is going back to your point about the cycle of spending and receiving, like giving and Mm -hmm. receiving, right? That is a very masculine feminine trait, right? The feminine is I receive, the masculine is I I give. Mm -hmm. And I know for me in the past, like the minute I would get money, I wanted to spend it because I had that Mm -hmm. story around not having money meant I didn't have choices. Mm -hmm. My relationship to the masculine has always been very combative mm. almost like my little 10 year old self is like I don't want to do that mm. like crossing her arms and stomping her foot and being like no I want to do it this way I don't want to do that and my masculine would come in and it would almost feel like restrictive no you need to do this you need to do that you need to like systems mm-hmm. and strategies and da, da, da. And so I had to really um heal my relationship with the masculine container of safety and security and structure and like doing it from Mm. a place of love and abundance and, and, and actually the the container that sets the feminine up to feel safe to receive. Mm. So what would happen is I would get money and it's almost, it it would almost feel like I wanted to rebel Mm. against like rules. I'd be like, well, I just want to spend it because I haven't, because I didn't have it before. And now that I have it, I want to use it however I want, not how I should use it, but however I want to use it. So again, it was like this, this like 10 year old version of me being like, I want freedom. I want choices. I want play. I want fun. I don't want to pay bills. I don't want a structure. I don't want a budget. And every time I would budget, mm. it felt like dieting. Mm. It felt like being on competition prep. When I did fitness competitions, it was so rigid that I would like be so tired of it feeling so restrictive Mm-hmm. But I would just go on like a a spending spree. Yeah. And I would sabotage. So um paying attention to that of like for me, it's when the money comes in holding it. Not mm-hmm. from a place of um fear, but just being able to actually sit with it there and not go into like the rebel energy mm-hmm. and being able to actually hold it. That's been like a practice. That has been really beautiful to see, like, how do I respond when money comes in? Can Mm. I receive it from that feminine place and actually like sit in the receiving a little bit longer and not be like, okay, it's here. It immediately needs to go out. Even if the day it comes in, rent is due. Mm. I know I have a four day grace period. Mm. So maybe the money comes in and I'll just hold it for a few days just Mm. to be in the frequency of it being here. Before, oh, before I like release it out. Right. So instead of it coming in and going out, like I sit with it and hold it and be in the, and be in the juicy, like feed me grapes kind of energy <laughs> of the feminine, yeah. I'm like feed me grapes, rub my feet. This is here. This is magical. I love this. And then when I pay it out, it comes from a place of like, I'm happy to do it versus mm. I feel obligated and I'm on a timeline and I'm late.
0: mm oh this is so good i just genuinely get so excited because one things are just clicking for me right now like for me and clients wise i'm like oh this is one great analogies to make so much sense um and i love just the rules that you created mm-hmm. with money and i think um i think for me personally that was also so, like again the example that you gave of <laughs> 10 year old girl yeah. i feel like my, I actually wrote this down the other day. Um, So I went to go see my niece and nephew in Atlanta. That's why I was there with my sister. And my niece, she's like, well, I want to go to the pool. And I was like, okay, we'll pick up your toys. And then she said, well, my stomach hurts so bad. And I said, well, sorry, I guess you can't go to the pool if your stomach hurts. Well, it feels better. (laughs) And that's what I was doing that, that was me. I was doing that in the adult world with money, like, okay, okay, okay. You know? Um, And then I was like, okay, just really looking at those analogies of where that was like coming from. Um, And then I just, for me personally, I love setting up rules for, especially when it comes to spending money on yourself and circulating money, like Monday through Friday, I'm looking at my numbers. I'm getting clear on it. I'm setting the strategy, structure, you know, whatever I got to do. Um, to hit money goals, but on Friday or yeah, Friday, Saturday, not so much Sunday, but for some reason, like I've really programmed those two days that I'm just like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. and I think it's so funny. Cause I think that I am just splurging that I am throwing money around. And then I look at the numbers and I said, bro, that was literally not as much as I thought that I, that I thought that it was. Right. But again, I still try to like, so for example, $600 was like my splurge on myself and do X, Y, and Z. So I would, instead of restricting myself, because it went from $300 a week to $600 a week. I was like, what if I just figured out a way to meet myself where I'm now operating? And I started to invite more money in that way. And I set my systems and my structures around that. And so when it goes to 600 to 1200 and you know above and above, above, I still have those practices. So I'm not starving myself. I'm not splurging. Um, but at the same time, I still have like subconscious programming and wiring so that my brain is already like good to go. But the only problem, not problem with that, but it's like when it does come to Saturday and Sunday launching or selling anything, I have so much resistance because I've built these new yeah. strategies. So it just kind of depends on the person and what, they, what feels good to them and what rules that they want to set for themselves too.
1: You get to create the rules, right? Once I realized that I was like, oh, I don't have to feel this way. I don't have to have this story. This doesn't have to be a rule. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when I had lost my job in 2012 and I had so much anxiety about paying my credit card bills. Mm -hmm. Like I paid more every single month in credit card bills than I did in rent and I realized every single month how much that put me in a place of like fight or flight, like Mm. trauma to my nervous system. I don't feel safe. I don't have enough, like all these stories. Right. And I started to look at it and I was like, well, who said, whose rules am I following? Mm. Who said that I need to take care of everybody else Mm. before I take care of myself? And I started to rewrite the rules around money. And I started to look at money as Mm self-love. And so what would happen is every time money would come in, I would pay everybody first. And then whatever was left over was what I got. And I was like, this doesn't work for me. I'm going to pay myself first. And then I'll take care of everybody else's needs. And when it came down to like, okay, if I don't pay my rent. What would happen? Well, I would be late. And then I would have late fees and then an eviction notice. And then I might have to move out. And how would that make me feel Mm. unsafe, ungrounded? Would I be able to make more money in that situation? No. Mm. Okay. So not paying my rent was not in alignment with me. So we can check that box. Then I was like, okay, my car payment, if I don't pay my car payment, then I'm going to be late. Then I'm going to get late fees and my car will be repossessed. And if my car gets repossessed, I can't get to places. And if I can't get to places, I can't make more money. Okay. Mm-hmm. So not paying my car payment is not in alignment. So, okay. Those two things we know we're going to play by those rules. Cell phone bill. Same thing. If my cell phone gets shut off, then I can't. Okay. Internet. Okay. So I went down the list and then it, it came down to all my credit cards. Well, if I don't pay my credit card, then I'll get a late fee. And I'll get another late fee and then my account will get closed and then my, my credit score will get hit and that'll probably go into foreclosure. But can I still work? Yes. Can I still make money? Yes. Mm. How would it feel to maybe take half of what I've been paying towards my credit cards and keep that for myself Mm. so that I can stay safe, stay up, like feel like I'm, you know, oh, I can do that. That's a new rule I can create. So, mm-hmm. I completely changed the rules that I was playing by to work in my favor, knowing that more money would come, and if I took care of myself first and my energy first, that I would make more money, I would become more magnetic, and no matter what i would my my um my soul knew that this debt will be clear at some point. so I love that you shared that because I think so many people myself included we put our heads down and we have these blinders on and we think that these are the rules that we have to live life by. And then Mm -hmm. when you stop for a second, you're like, well, wait a, wait a minute. Like, can I choose a different rule? Life gets to be so much different.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm just so stuck. These are beautiful analogies too. And I like how kind of reminds me of the book profit first. Mm -hmm. So the book profit first is about million-dollar companies, literally multi-million-dollar companies, and the CEOs were struggling to pay their rent. And it talks about the same thing. If you don't starve, you don't get hungry, you don't splurge. Or if you don't get hungry, you don't starve, you don't splurge. And the same thing. So I love the way that you broke that down. And again, just putting yourself first. And it, it also really just helps open up a new perspective for people who have been doing it the other way. Yeah. Because like, sometimes we just don't see it, you know, Yeah. like we don't even see it's like, oh yeah, that would make a lot of sense. And it just helps that things like click better and have like, Oh,
1: I actually have a choice in this. Like I'm, and I've been choosing this for so long that I didn't even realize it's like boiling a frog. Like I didn't realize that I was doing this to myself Mm -hmm. and I was giving my power away. So again, yeah, it goes right back to that first thing that you said of like, no, make the phone call.
0: Yes. (laughs) So beautiful.
1: Okay. So with manifestation and money, Mm -hmm. do you think that this happens kind of in a vacuum? Like it's a one-off thing or can you create momentum with it? Like, is it compounding? Can you create momentum with manifestation? Like, is it something that just Mm -hmm. kind of builds and builds and the manifestations get bigger and bigger? Or is it kind of just like, it just, varies from here to there and who knows. I think it's
0: both. Like like because I the reason why I say both is because I see different patterns not only in myself but mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. And um I think it's a lot more to do with like kind of catching yourself mm-hmm. when you are getting too much masculine or maybe too much feminine. Mm-hmm. I like, for me it's again I get too much in the masculine because that's where I've really been ingrained. And yeah. it's so funny because I always think that <laughs> you, I, when I go through a new shift up level, especially when it comes to money, that I'm like, oh my gosh, I already dealt with that belief. I already worked on that belief. I already did that. And then it's always the same really, really core ones that come back up to the surface. And then I just have to go 10 times deeper with those stories. So um, the reason why I say both is because I don't want people to think that if it's not that momentum that they want to keep jumping and jumping and jumping that that's not right because it is right. like, I mean, whatever is manifesting for you is manifesting for you for a reason. And I always tell people to look more at like the, um, like really take that time to reflect and think about, is this not manifesting because of something I need to work on, which nine times out of 10 it is. Or is it simply because one like little strategy, like for me personally, I I did this launch and, um, I was so upset. I was so hurt. I was just, I start crying with my team in the middle of like, we work and I was like, I don't believe in myself. And then I went back and I took that time and energy to feel that and feel like whatever was coming up for me, the frustration of the money, not coming in because this was supposed to be our big launch or whatever. And, um, I realized one, again, the attachment, but two, my systems, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, I can make this system 10 times easier. Cause people ended up joining a different program. And I went back to look at really, why did that happen that way? Like, what can we do to make this a little bit easier? And then our next launch was the big launch because I really went back. I watched the video, which was so cringe for me. And I was like, oh, yes, good job, Anita. I always say that, good job, Anita. So yeah, for me personally, um, like I believe that it can just keep going, momentum, momentum, momentum. And if it's not momentum and it's really about you going back and looking at your daily habits yes. and actions than it is like, again, the strategy and structure. I've noticed every single time that it was momentum and momentum, momentum. It was because I was taking things really slow yes. which is really uncomfortable. And I would wake up in the middle of a launch and you know I want to be like okay do this may make sure that person's do that know. then the, and I was like okay I'll let go Anita micromanaging <laughs> and just like trust you know breathe I'll be like oh okay I'll maybe I'll do a five minute meditation end up being 20 minutes and I was like maybe I'll work out for five minutes or <laughs> 15 minutes maybe end up being 30 minutes an hour. And then I would just feel ten times bigger or more expansive, and just things were clicking now because I had the stagnant energy out of my body, yes. and I just learned that all the times where I was getting it was because I was just getting really out of alignment with the morals and everything that I set with myself, yes and Sometimes your brain does do that where you're thinking about the money and you're not thinking about the people and you're not thinking about X, Y, and Z. And we lose that sometimes. And I'm very grateful for the times that I'm conscious that I lost that so I can get back to like, okay, how am I showing up just to serve and not because we need to hit a certain amount of numbers. And I think the more brutally honest you can be with yourself, the faster that you can get through those chunks. And again, incorporate those like daily habits.
1: The daily habits are everything. Your energy for me, at least has been everything. And, and what I'm really like, what's landing for me here is like you doing your part is not um, micromanaging how mm-hmm. the transformation happens, mm-hmm. right? Like if you want to have 50 people in your program, mm-hmm you could gift it to them for free. Mm-hmm. They could ha- They could pay for it. Like there's so many ways that someone could get into a program, right? So it's like, I'm going to continue to promote and I'm going to continue to stay open that the right people are going to show up and it's going to be 50 people. Not because I need to make X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to make X amount of dollars in my business, but it doesn't have to come from just this program. Yep. But like, so what you're saying is when you say I need to make, this month. And it needs to come from these 10 people giving me a thousand dollars each stress. It's, it puts you in an energy of like forcing those 10 people into your program Mm -hmm. versus being like, someone could just message you and be like, I want to work one-to-one with you. And you're one to be $5,000. And now you have 5,000. Now you're halfway to your goal. Now, all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't need 10 people in my program. Mm -hmm. I only need five because I just needed 10 grand, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I love what you're saying about that because it's like, that is the surrender of manifestation of like the the goal is service. The goal is abundance. How these clients get into my program, how this money shows up to me is the universe's job. But I'm going to continue to be a person who holds the vision and does like my part without micromanaging to your point. It's like when you mm-hmm. get into the micromanage you're, usually coming from an energy of like, I don't believe it's going to happen if I don't do this.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, that's so good. Like working out of scarcity is the biggest block. I guess when we were talking about that earlier, that would be the biggest one is that, you know, I need to react, react, react. And I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) no, slow down, look what's going on and just really be present in every single moment, Mm. which seems like so... I don't like to use the word cliche, but it seems like something that we know, but not a lot of people are fully embodying. And I think when I forget that, I'm just like, okay, I know you can do this and you can do that. And you're so powerful and you're so creative, but like just do this one task, 15 minute timer. And then I just get
1: lost in it. And I'm like, ah, you know. What is something uh, that you are manifesting and calling in right now?
0: Oh, my apartment. Oh, my heart is expanding right now. Yeah. So, I I mean, I have a beautiful manifestation story about where I'm physically at right now. Um, so I was like, okay, when I move there, I'm just going to get an Airbnb. Just like California, like things are like, you have to be on it. So, um, I got here to this Airbnb and the owner. Just so happens to shoot for Vogue. And he did a photo shoot for me for my birthday. And he wants me to coach him. What? I know. I can't explain it. There's so much manifesting physically here from me being in this apartment. But I'm like, okay, I do want my own space, my own safe space. Um, I have a dog too that's coming. So yeah. An apartment, a really big window, ideally st- a staircase, like a loft area, a spiral staircase would be cool. I want the brick exposure. I want the New York city experience. Yes, yes.
1: So that's,
0: that's what I'm calling it. I'm actually probably going to go look at a place after this.
1: That's so exciting. Yeah. that Amazing. I feel like I could talk to you all day. Like we might have to have a part two because oh, I, yeah, we, have to- we haven't even, we haven't even, talked about. Okay. I'm gonna share a story with you because I know you'll yes! okay. literally, literally just happened this morning, like an hour and a half before we got on this podcast. And I am shook. Like I am like, what is this life right now? What is happening? And I'm like, but of course, also, but of course. So the past month I have been anchoring in the belief that I'm a powerful manifester and looking for the proof that it's here. Right. And doing everything that you and I have talked about in this entire Conversation like just holding Mm. the vision and surrendering and all that. So um little things have been happening that I'm just like mind blown by. So I'm in this um masterclass, this this five-day masterclass. It's a free masterclass. And there was a every day this woman that hosts the masterclass does a draw out of a, Mm -hmm. a bucket. Like if you if you um share, and she'll draw your name. So I I don't share. I I didn't share with the intention of winning anything. I just shared because I felt like it. And then I dawned on me later. I'm like, when she was doing the draw, I'm like, Oh, I shared. And all of a sudden I got super tingly and I closed my eyes. I was like, she's going to call my name. I know it. I'm going to win. And I took a deep breath and I closed my eyes and she called a different name. And I was like, it's okay. It's, it's still you. It's because she's calling two names and she called my name and I won a free journal. And I was like, look at that. I manifested a journal. And I screamed. I was like, so excited. And then like, I, um, had DoorDash some green juices to my apartment, and um, I ended up with an extra one. And I was like, "Oh, cool! Look at that!" Oh my god, these little things, right? And um, I went to Whole Foods to go grocery shopping, and um, I did the self checkout. And as I was grabbing my receipt, I saw there was like change in the change thing, and I didn't pay with cash. It was just money that was just sitting there, and I was like seventy cents. I was like, "I'll take it!" Like, yes. thank you, universe, right? So all these little things are happening. So, I um, I had a credit card that, um, I had an issue with. It okay. was like the, it wasn't a lot of money. It was like $3,500 and they had, they had closed the account and I was disputing some of the actions they had taken on the account. And so I, I contacted them and they, the, account I was disputing their actions. So I get a phone call this morning and the woman is like, okay, so, um, uh, we did some research and, Um, here are your two options. Options. One is like, we can reinstate the account. And this is, these are the terms, which is Mm -hmm. not what I I wanted, which is not how it was prior. And she was like, um, and I I said, well, let me just stop you there. I said, that's actually not how the account was prior. And I would like it to go back to the way it was. And she's like, please hold. So she puts me on hold. She comes back and she's like, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never had an experience like this before. So this is like, new so what i'm going to do she's like i'm going to give you your options and i just want you to know that like i'm not persuading you one way or the other but you just choose which one of these two options feels the best for you i was like okay great so she's like option 1 is we'll reinstate the account it'll be in this status and you know blah 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 and i was like okay she's like option 2 is the account will be forgiven and um you will you will not be contacted about payment on the account and um what? you know because it's over $600 we're going to send you a 1099 because it will be counted as like income but um and if you want to make um payments voluntary payments you are you are uh you can but you're not obligated to and, and it will be forgiven and i was like um <laughs> i was like okay so where do i go what what's my next step she's like well you just have to decide if you want the account to be reinstated to the status or if you want it to be forgiven i was like I'll take option B please. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And I was like, did that just happen? Like what just happened? Like, how did that happen? How did it happen? You can't explain it. You can't explain it, but I'm celebrating it. And I'm like, thank you more, please. Like what else can I manifest? Like, this is so cool. This is so wild now in the grand scheme of things. And here's how my brain used to work, and this mm-hmm. is how I think a lot of people feel about money. And maybe you can speak to this: is that let's say you bring in five thousand dollars in your business this month,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but your outgoing expenses are ten grand. Five grand can feel like not enough. Yeah, so you can be like, "That's great, but it's still not enough." Like you can still be in the energy of suffering. Hmm. So this thirty five hundred dollars in the grand scheme of how much debt I have is like nothing mm. between student loans and you know I IDL money and like whatever like there's a significant amount. So so the old me would have been like, well that's cool, but like it's really not that much, right? But I'm like, <laughs> hell yes, Four, please like seventy cents, yay thirty five hundred, yay thirty five thousand, yes please. Like it's it's really so interesting to see how. And, and I had that thought for a split second of like, it's great, but like, look at the bigger picture. And I'm like, let's look at this picture right here that you literally didn't have to do anything but make a phone call. And the universe was just like, you can either make $3,500 this month and then go pay this off, or we can just give you $3,500 hey. and it's it's it, like, pick pick your... Pick your, pick your avenue of receiving. Like a client can pay you, and then you would have to do the work in exchange, or the universe can just be like, "Here you go." So, that that literally just happened, and I was like, "I can't wait to tell Anita." Because oh gonna- my
0: gosh, <laughs> you know what's even crazier about this, Melissa, is that I did okay. I'm doing a Patreon now, which is like extra episodes every yeah. Thursday, where I strictly just tell testimonies. Both of the testimonies that I had this week that I dropped yesterday have exact same stories like this, not exact, but like debt being forgiven. I looked in my account. I called collections. It wasn't there. I was like, what is
1: happening in the air right now? I don't I'll know. take it more, please. Yes, please. I'm here to receive it.
0: Right. <laughs> and thank you for celebrating it. Not only that, but the 70 cents and just like all of those things. Cause that's what I try to ingrain in most people is like, that's a big deal. And I think you setting that example is so huge.
1: But have you ever had those experiences too, <laughs> where you're like, okay, the money comes in, but it's not enough. Like, how do you navigate that feeling? And it, cause I know there's people that are like, that's great that I just got a hundred dollars, but it's still like in the grand scheme of things, like I'm still overdrawn in my bank account or this or that. Like, have you had those experiences?
0: Yeah. And I think, I think the story that you just told really kind of shows that. Um, and I'm even going back to my last launch because I was expecting a certain amount. And when the thing stopped working, I did not hit that amount, but I still had enough for like the list of the main things that I needed. Um, So I, I guess for me personally, I love to just one, go back to the wrong word, like, which I think my mind is so resistant to that sometimes. And I'm like, I know it's going to work out. I just don't know how. And I just always think that I have to figure it out. I have to figure it out. I have to figure it out. So one, if that's what source wants me to do, I will do that. And I think I have to consciously remind myself that a lot, just have a lot of compassion for myself, like whether I'm getting back at it on (laughs) Monday or next Friday, you know what I mean? I just give myself a lot of time to rest, recharge, um, Cause I know if I'm coming at something and I'm really from a place of like ugh, defeat, that's the type of energy I'm going to take. So maybe I take a nap, maybe I go for a walk, just really allow myself to be centered before I go back and look. Um, but two, I guess like just literally planning for me personally, I do it like a month out. I'm like, okay, hey, maybe this didn't happen this month, but like, what can I do for expansion for next month? And I always go 10 times bigger 10 times bigger so usually if something doesn't work out kind of going back to my launch i'm like okay that worked but it wasn't enough quote unquote so what can i do kind of going back to those numbers right if this amount of people signed up for this amount this impact. Usually it leads to me charging more, which is so uncomfortable, so scary, which kind of leads me back to you because you were the first person that helped me with the program. Yeah. And I just really, I'm thinking about that right now. Um, I was thinking about that right now. And I was also like, okay, because originally I was going to be promoting a different product this, this month. And now I'm promoting something different because that other plan didn't work out. And so I just, again, try to go back to, okay, how am I maybe playing it small and making just enough opposed to really allowing myself to expand? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think it's, I like to use the example about Russ, Russ, the rapper who's in Atlanta. um, He was kind of just waiting on this moment he knew he was going to blow up he's going to be rich and famous and all stuff he's talking about neville goddard in his songs mm-hmm. manifesting and it didn't happen for him for five years yeah. so i always think back to that and i'm like okay even if i do make this big audacious goal i know i'll still have enough just for at least basics and then neck i'll try again next time if it yeah. doesn't happen next time Allude again, allude again, allude again. Cause
1: you, you keep going because it's gonna pop eventually.
0: Yeah, and it's gonna happen so fast, you're gonna be like, oh my gosh. But at the same time, you're not because it's just normal every day by now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I went hiking with uh a girlfriend of mine in, in Sedona, and she was telling me about agave plants. Mm. The agave plant grows for like years. I don't know what it is. You can Google it, but it's like a lot of years, like eight or nine years, this beautiful plant for years and years and years. And then one day it will sprout its stock with the seeds. And within the matter of like six to eight weeks, this stalk will grow almost 10 feet tall. It's what they make didgeridoos out of. Wow. And it shoots up. And all of the seeds come out and then it falls over and that's how it plants new seeds. And so it was just like this beautiful, nature is always like the most beautiful representation of manifestation and abundance, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you can be growing and growing and growing and growing for five, six, seven, eight years. And all of a sudden in a few months, you can hit this growth spurt where everything comes to blossom. Everything comes to bloom and everything plant seeds for your next big Expansion. Mm -hmm. And it was such a, I was like, wow, that is so true that like agave plants aren't in a rush Mm. to bloom. They're just growing and doing their thing and being them agave until they, until they bloom. And when they bloom, Mm -hmm. it happens so fast and then they hit their fullest expression. Right. So it just, yeah. I love that you shared that. Um, Okay. So for those people that are like, I need some Anita in my life. I need some, (laughs) I need this abundance challenge. What's the best way for them to find you connect with you and and be in your energy.
0: Yeah. So first things first, I need them as much as they need me. Like I get genuinely so excited when people share their stories. So you can reach out to me. I actually really appreciate when people screenshot stuff like this and they put it on Instagram. Um, So you can tag me at manifesting money podcasts. You can also find me on TikTok. I actually have been so less present on TikTok um, and really directing more time on energy into Instagram. Uh, I can also do the free workshop. So I'm going to send you that link too. If you guys want to start the work right away, again, no strings attached. Um, You can start the work um, with that. There's a workbook, there's a meditation and just kind of really just a lot of fun analogies when it comes to money mindset. And your testimonies are actually going to be on the Patreon. Amazing. So them doing the work helps so much more than they know of like, when it comes to their stories, their stories, 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 like I'm a
1: story, just, I soak them all up. I just yeah. love really it. Okay. Amazing. So you guys, if you love this episode, which I know you will, please share it, tag Anita. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was. Final question. What are you celebrating right now? Oh, what am I celebrating? Gosh. Um,
0: so funny because I ask my clients this every day, and I'm like, uh. I am just celebrating. There's actually someone here at the apartment um, with me for a few days. He's staying here. I was really scared. I was like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I didn't know who he was, and I got to meet him. He's worked with Addison Ray. He's worked with all these amazing, just artists. Like, extremely talented, and he's gonna do a podcast with me. And I'm just so grateful because one, I broke the fear of like, just being so resistant and judgmental. And then two, um, just look what happened. Like, I just get to have these really cool conversations. He walks with me to the store, you know, it's New York. So he's like, you want me to go with you? And I was like, yes, please, 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 please. And I don't want to walk for myself. And I just really celebrated.
1: I'm very grateful for that. That is such a beautiful manifestation. And who knows where, again, it's like the, the baseball game in the pool and meeting this person. Like you just don't know where this yes is going to lead you. That's so freaking awesome. Yeah. <gasps> How exciting. So many beautiful things and expansion happening in your life. I'm going to co-create this manifestation with you of finding this beautiful apartment yes. for you to, to just thrive in. And I'm so excited to see what this next chapter of New York, Anita brings to the world. Yes. Oh, thank you. I receive, I receive, I receive. Thank you for oh. letting me share my story. Mm, I love you so much. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening until the next episode. Live your boldly courageous life. Bye. thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today i am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together it's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of